beep. Hello, it's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey, and I'm a robot now for some uh, reason. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, like, think about these before you say them? I put no thought into them, except unless, like, Siri says it or something mm, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just whatever happens when I hit record. Cool. Well, I'm Heather. <laughs> oh, man, that was the longest we've gone before really introducing was. you. It really was. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's good. How are you today, Ramsey? Uh, robot I'm, Ramsey? <laughs> I'm done being a robot. That bit is over. Okay, great. Fantastic. Uh, I, I am great. Uh, I have feelings and emotions, just proving that I'm not a robot. Perfect. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. It's a chill Monday in New York. That's all yeah. I got. <laughs> it's pre-summer. Uh, yeah. At least it's like actually warm now and not freezing cold rain. Yeah. It's if, fine. If you hear any sirens, it's because the windows are open. Yeah. We need them so we don't die. Yeah. And also it's New York City. <laughs> also that. Um, we have a guest today. We sure do. Uh, we have music writer Misha Perlman here with us today. Hello. Finally, you're back in America so we can have you on this podcast. Finally. <laughs> It's been a while. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is fitting because I feel like. Oh, wait. Can I? You're about to intro. The no, go ahead. Real quick. Uh, Misha, uh, I did this thing to Heather in like March where I kept making her pick one thing versus the other thing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And since you're for our first foreign guest. <laughs> True. Uh, I'm technically American, though. But oh, I apologize. No, I don't need to. Right. Uh, you're our first dual half. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so, like, for example, mm. uh, did you live in London, in England? Yes. I shouldn't yes. make it all one thing. And it was London. Okay. <laughs> Go for, you. Phew. for part of it, anyway. <laughs> so, like, if I were to say BBC Three versus ITV, yeah. you would say... I would say BBC Three. Okay, great. So, like, once in a while, I'm going to break in with something like that. Okay. Ramsey loves England. <laughs> yeah. I'm what you I call should have an probably warned you about this. <laughs> um... What I was going to say to intro the elements, I feel like this is appropriate because, so you have not been living in America for most of the past year, Pretty much. but most of the times I think I've seen you in the last year have been at shows for this band. That would be right. <laughs> Including yeah. in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, I can maybe narrow down. Go ahead. Is that possible? Do you think? Uh, maybe. Uh, is it brand new? No. Okay. <laughs> I did not see Misha at a brand new show. Okay. I just know that... I did go to Chicago to see brand new. That is All correct. Right. But I also went to Chicago to go to Riot Fest and see Jawbreaker, who oh, were... They reunited? They reunited to play that show. Okay. And basically, Misha has to take it from there, because I know nothing else about this band. No, just I know, like, I know some things, but Jawbreaker is not one of my favorite bands. So you're going to have to carry uh, the weight of this. Why am I even here? Why, to carry I- the weight of this. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's literally why I was like, uh, well, we're going to need to do Jawbreaker at some point, so going to have to have Misha on to do this. Well, I'm going to start with this question. They were musically active from what year to what year? From like 1988 to 1996. Oh, early. And that was a 21-year break. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How old is everybody now, approximately? They must be in their, what, 67. Whoa! No, 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 it's in like... <laughs> They're not 67! Blake was born in 67, so what does that make oh. him? 47, 47, 40? 40, 41? 50-ish. 51? Almost 50. Jesus! 50, 50, yeah. Were they Christ. still good? They were yeah. They are great, they are yeah. incredible. Yeah, uh, they are really good at Riot Fest. I cried. I, I didn't, but... Uh, Who are you? I'm a weird <laughs> robot, to be fair. Yeah, that, that's the twist that we were saving for the, the end of the show. I'm the robot. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, so my, I know Jawbreaker, I like Jawbreaker songs, but I'm not by any stretch of the imagination like a super fan. But it's also like, I just never like deeply got into them and I never like got hooked in. I know and like them. I've obviously seen them multiple times. Sure. I am not paying the $85 to see them in Coney Island. That is outrageous. It's completely outrageous. I didn't Thank get you. tickets and I love it's that band beyond so anything. so fucking expensive. Yeah. Uh, is that part of a festival as well? No. no just oh. a headline show. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's so expensive. Um, yeah, they just announced. Is, that, is it a tour or is it just like the New York show? Is it a show? Somewhere like San Francisco soon, okay. I think. So and it's then, like a few, like a handful that's of shows. Like re- soon. That's like in the next couple of weeks, I think. Oh, okay. And then they've got two shows, one at Asbury Park and one in Brooklyn. Coney, Coney Island, yeah. yeah. Am I correct in saying that you called the fact that they were going to be doing other shows as Jawbreaker? I mean, probably, but it, that I don't... Free- I feel like anyone who... Um, is in this community knew that after they reunited, they would do other shows. <laughs> like, okay. You like make the money. Come on. <laughs> There's a lot of money involved. Yeah, now. Exactly. The tickets to this Coney Island show are literally $85 a piece. But that's the thing is that no. they're not, they're not, they're 59 50 and then 1000 and then, uh, yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 15, like 59 50 is expensive. But not, but not insane. Yeah, right, right. 85, like I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. And I put it in my cart and then I was like, excuse yeah. you with mm-hmm. those fees? Yeah, the second you put a second ticket in your cart. Exactly. <laughs> it becomes $190. Because even the Brooklyn Steel shows weren't that much money. No, they were maybe 50 in, all yeah. in with fees. Yeah. And so, yeah, they um, so they reunited at Riot Fest, or, well, for Riot Fest, I guess they did a show before that. Did a couple of shows before that yeah. to kind of test the waters. Right, but... fair, please do. <laughs> and then they played at Riot Fest, and then... I mean, they did three nights at Brooklyn Steel here in Brooklyn. And I think, did they do a few others? Three nights in LA. Damn. At the Palladium. Yeah. So they, people they, love this band. Yeah, they haven't slowed down since reuniting. Yeah. I mean. No. Yeah. For, for a bunch of 50-year-olds. <laughs> right. And they're writing a new record. Are they really? Mm. Oh, I did not know that. Did you not know that? No, yeah, they're see, writing a new record. This is why and... I brought you on, Misha. <laughs> yeah, you get the scoop. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about it. Give us the scoop. Okay. Um, yeah. Are This is a genuine question. Are most people excited about it? Are people scared? Hmm. I'm not most people, so I don't know. Okay. Um, a, as a super, super, super fan, I would say that I'm very excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big fan of all of Blake's bands. Okay. So, like, I've always followed his songwriting since I got into Jawbreaker. So, Jets to Brazil were yep. amazing. Um, Forgetters were incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost prefer Forgetters to Jawbreaker to okay. some extent, which okay. is like, you know, <laughs> controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I heard he may be incorporating some of the songs he never got around to finishing from Forgetters into oh, okay. New Jawbreaker. So, okay. So, so, that makes sense that that's very exciting right, for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I obviously do know Jets to Brazil also. Um, I've I, heard of them. They're a band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have not made you listen to them yet. That is correct. Um, I don't think I've ever listened to Forgetters. I have seen Blake Solo once. He's going to punch you in the face. <laughs> no, really. He's just going to fight him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a pacifist. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. Um, Otherwise, I would. I'm just going to start something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have seen Blake Solo once at Coco 66. Oh, I was there. Yeah, that was the darkest show I've ever been to. I literally couldn't find my friends. It was so dark in there. Oh, was I that thought you meant like something really he bad. He covered Third Eye Blind. He did at that show. Yes. <laughs> That is how I go into Third Eye Blind. Shut. Oh my God, you're like, well, Blake likes Third Eye Blind. I like Third Eye Blind. Kind of. I mean, Alex, my yeah. girlfriend, was with me. Yeah. And she's a big, big fan of Third Eye Blind. Same. Not such a big fan of Jawbreaker. She is now because I've kind of like 
for sure. Yeah, sure. basically. Stockholm syndrome. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and knowing he, you, this adds up. <laughs> he started playing that song, and she went crazy. Yeah, she was, was jumping up and down and singing. I was like, "What is this song?" Which, I wish I had known the two of you at that show because I was by myself at that point because I couldn't find my friends freaking out about that. Also, right. was it jumper or semi charmed? No, it was how is it going to be? Yeah. Oh, the third one. <laughs> the, the the third one. Correct. But, correct. My, my I mean, one third eye blind didn't really ever make it over in England. Like hmm. it, they weren't a big band. Yeah. Matchbox Twenty were a bit bigger. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> need some another conversation. Uh, Misha, I'm just putting this on on the record. Misha thinks the first third eye blind. Or I'm sorry, Matchbox Twenty album is better than the first that I third eye blind album, which I categorically disagree with. And I agree with. Uh, I'm so I, upset. But. I'm coming around to the Third Eye Blind okay. album. Okay, okay. I don't think I, I've listened to either album, to be fair. I just know the singles. Uh, okay. Well, that, the first Third Eye Blind album is perfect, so that's just upsetting I to me. I hate Simi Charm Kind of Life. That's yeah. the thing I, I mean, okay, to be fair, that's the worst song on the album. Right, absolutely. I do agree. Okay. That's the worst song on the album? Yes. Even then some like filler yep. track yes. four? Yes. All right. Yes. All I'm right. going to make you listen to it. I did it to myself. Should we just you do Third Eye Blind instead? You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll make yeah, you both forget, listen to it. Breaker, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, that cargo show he did do that. Yeah. I forgot that happened. That was great. Yeah, I mean, he's he was in good form then. Yeah, that it was, was fine. It was just a very he... dark venue. I just don't yeah. like that venue. <laughs> and this it is doesn't the... exist anymore, I don't think, does it? I don't. It's definitely still a bar, oh. but I don't know if it's still a venue. This is so. This is Blake who did this. Yes, yes. and this is the guy, the lead singer of the band I'm about to hear. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. I got it. Not third eye blind. Blake Jawbreaker. <laughs> yes. yes, that's his name. <laughs> Jawbreaker. Oh, I like it. I hate it. <laughs> Perfect. That's the e- equilibrium I try to hit every episode. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so Misha, mm-hmm. when so we're gonna Ramsey, we're gonna do the album, twenty uh, four hour revenge therapy. What was the second word? Twenty <laughs> four hour. Shut up. <laughs> revenge. Revenge. Okay. Um, to be fair, I really ate all my words. There, I thought it was venge, and I, I was just making sure. Um, when did this album originally come out? Now you're testing me. Uh, 1994. Okay, great. Um, Pulp Fiction was in theaters. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, I actually have it. February 7th, 1994. There you go. How did you get into this album originally? Because my thing with this band and other bands of this era is I was a child and so it right. like i would have had to get it get into well, it in i'm, I'm a bit older than you right i guess yeah <laughs> so i can't I, say on air <laughs> no just kidding is that true i'm 34 okay i'm 37 okay so, so you're a little, barely older a little bit. <laughs> um, um but yeah so like uh, i i like these bands and like respect them as like you respect your elders you know where the music you listen to came from but I'm too young. Yeah. I'm too young to have gotten into this when it came out. Mm. So there's a lot of these bands that I just didn't get into because I was in fourth grade when this album came out. So how did you actually get into this? It's quite an interesting story. Go on. (laughs) I was, I was never into punk. Like growing up wasn't my thing. So would you say you are a poser? I'm completely a poser. A (laughs) hundred percent poser. Um, no, I, I was into Bruce Springsteen. I was okay. into REM. I was into Eels. I was into all these uh-huh. like Modest Mouse, all these like indie mm-hmm. kind of gentle bands. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking <laughs> yeah. my language right now. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah. we, we, to be fair, Misha might be the combination of the two of us. I'm realizing right, right. now. Interesting, because <laughs> that is the music Ramsey loves. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's that was what I was into. I still am into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was obsessed with REM. So I was about 16, 17 <laughs> okay, years. Great. What? No, 
Ramsey is currently getting very into REM. Okay. Oh, they're incredible. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Yeah, We're they're... both listening to the podcast. Are you talking REM? I haven't Re- heard it yet. Right now. Oh it's my fun. god, it's so good. It's, it's good. It, it, it is good. It got me into it. Um, yeah, so I, I became obsessed with REM, mm-hmm. and I was buying weird bits of merch on eBay and, and all this strange. Like I bought a meadow in a can from the Green Album, which is literally just seeds in a can. <laughs> that says meadow in a can. And I, okay. I, I got it. a ship from America over to England, which is probably highly illegal, actually. Uh, seeds, almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that um, is, yeah, definitely not so, okay. Don't, don't arrest me, people in America. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so because I was so obsessed with REM, I discovered somehow, I think maybe on the internet, mm-hmm. in the early days of the internet, there was a, a punk tribute album called Surprise oh, Your Pig. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it was all these bands. There was like J Church, there was Jawbox, there was Jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite band name in the world ever was on this band is when people were shorter and lived near the water. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is amazing. That's a great band okay. name. Yeah. It sounds All better right. in an American accent, but still, it, yeah, they're, they're really, really good. Um, I know that one song, but that was great. And yeah, it's a jawbreaker on that. Okay. And they covered Pretty Persuasion, which was wonderful. And it had one of those big, like, instrumental out, 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 outros. Out, outros, I guess. Yeah. I was like, interlude, but no, outro, yeah. And Outrolude. They're very, very <laughs> jawbreaker-esque, and it was awesome. And... I was living at home in Canterbury and there was a little record store who I, I think I bought that CD from actually. Okay. And then I went back a couple of weeks later and they had a Jawbreaker album when it happened to be this album. Okay. And not being a punk fan really, but loving the that yeah, cover, cover. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to get it. And I took it home and, yeah. and I, you know, I was, I'm a big lyrics person, which we'll come to in a bit. Same. Right. Um, and I took it home and I, you know, I was, you know, there was no internet. There was no, right. you just yeah. focused on the music. And I sat down on my bed and I had the CD, so mm-hmm. you put the CD in and I pressed play and I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it because I was like, what is this? This dude cannot sing. Like, okay, fair. Um, it was just this abrasive, brass kind of like voice with, with like really throaty and scratchy and yeah you just wasted 10 pounds I'm right assuming. well it was actually only five pounds okay but I, yeah but i wasn't still, converting no, I no, but, no. <laughs> but i kept going because the lyrics and i had the sheet in my hand yeah were so phenomenal so i was like i need to like this band. yeah I go. and, I, and I, I got through to i think i think it was do you still hate me? Mm-hmm. And then that was a song where I sat down and, and the lyrics and the the tune and the words and the way he sung them just kind of came together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I finished the rest of the album and then I came back to the beginning. I was like, my life has changed. Wow. Yeah. 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 I feel like that is something that I really miss in like the modern age of music is like sitting down with like a, a sitting down with an album, period. Like I just don't do that now. And also similarly, like I'm a huge lyrics person and that is something I would do is like pour through like the CD liner notes and obsess over them. And now I just kind of don't like, I still get there. Like there are bands I love, like the Menzingers, I very much love like for their lyrics and stuff like that. But like, it's not the first thing I come to with a band anymore because it requires like going to genius and looking them up and doing a whole thing. Like it's just not how you initially ingest an album anymore. And I miss that way of listening to music for sure. You're saying that they should exclusively release albums as lyric videos from now on. Oh, fucking hate lyric videos. (laughs) They make me so mad because it's always such poor typography and I can't (laughs) handle it. Like as someone who really loves type lyric videos, make me so mad i can't i can't even talk about them i'm upset sorry. i'm sorry to do that to i'm you. triggered <laughs> and the listener um okay ramsey i'm ready 
for the album art. Wait, I don't know the name of this album yet. Yes, you do. What is it? 24 Hour Revenge Therapy. Oh, yeah. I also could only find a weird high-res version that's a picture of the album. It's fine. Okay. Here's here's the album Uh-oh. art. There's a candle in my way. There's there a go. candle in the way. Nope. Nope. Stop. <laughs> it, it's a very weird album cover, to be honest. So that it's looks kind of whatever. I'm not mad at it. So it's a clock in the top left corner that looks like it's gone through some sort of explosion. Gone to war. <laughs> it's gone to war. And then we got a cannon in the bottom. And some matchsticks. I love this album cover. Are those pills <laughs> in the middle? Yeah, it's divided up with pills. You I, love this? I'm not so into the pills, but yeah, that's well, cool. I, I think it's the Looney Tunes, um, what's his name? Cannon. Uh, Wiley Coyote? Wiley Coyote, yeah. I think it's the cannon from what? that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got kind of like a war propaganda feel to it, it that I yeah, like. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, but it it's not just like ripping off, like a Franz Ferdinand cover. It's not that, where okay. they just literally airbrush out Fight Italy. <laughs> I like the idea that you think I know what a Franz Ferdinand oh. album cover looks like just offhand. Wow. I figured if I can reference it, no, you uh, must know. I'm assuming that band only has one song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that song's great. Don't get me wrong. I did see them open for someone one time. I can't remember who. Death Cab, maybe? Anyways. Sounds like it could be. At Cornell. Anyways. Uh, um, World War One. Yeah, I saw them open World War One. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I like this album cover. Okay. I'm. Tell me why that surprises you. It's weird. It is weird. It's not, to me, it's not cohesive. It's just, I mean, I'm sure to them it is, and it's like means a thing, but I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of looks like some shit. If it was just the clock. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. That would really work. It kind of of remembers me of... (laughs) Go on. uh, Fables of the Reconstruction. Ah. A little bit. I can see that. I'm just trying to be friends with Interesting. (laughs) You're just trying to be friends with Nature. It's fine. When when I bought the album, Mm -hmm. it didn't have that case. Oh. Oh. Did it have different covers? No, but it had the inside sleeve which is a picture of blake in black and white with oh, the okay. guitar so that's what i thought so the you're like cover look was. at this cool oh, guy right and then it was only years later when i got another copy with the actual cd case oh so yours was just missing the actual cover yeah it was oh, just because it, it's a, a digi box uh, got digi pack thing yeah 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 and it didn't have that so oh that's funny i like that yeah um okay ramsey oh wait is this what yours had yeah so that's what mine had which well, that oh, that's looked, really that, different. Really matches the aesthetic cool. of the the album. Oh uh, yeah, than... this looks bootleggy. Yeah, mm. that does definitely. That's funny. Um, okay, cool. Ramsey, yes. Are you ready to listen to this album? I don't know what to expect. I feel like I I've... was just going to ask you what do you think this sounds yeah, like. I feel like I've heard a song on a soundtrack I, some at some point. I mean, I guess it's possible. Do you think we should give him the lyrics to read as he listens just for the first time? Please pull up Genius so you can re. I, should I actually I, do I, that? I actually think you it should. It can't hurt. Do it. I, I feel like it could only hurt this podcast. No, it cannot hurt. <laughs> okay, hang on. It's going to be great. I'm pulling it up. My internet's going so slow. Okay. I'm sorry. Steve Albini produced this album? Oh, yeah. What? Did you not know that? Okay, you no. didn't know. Clearly not. Why would I know that? That's crazy. Where does this it, fall in their lifespan? It's their third album. I just said spanned. I can't talk Span. either, Heather. I mean, I guess that makes... I guess that makes more sense it, if it's it, their third album, but still, that's crazy. I did not know Steve Albini produced this. It cost them $2,000. and there's a really, What? Yeah, and there's a really funny moment in the documentary where he thought he was producing Jawbox. And it got me confused. Oh my God, that's, I mean, that's perfect to be right. fair. Who is that? 
a different Steve Albini? No, no, Jewel Box. Jawbox. Jawbox. That was his accent. Jawbox. I don't know either band. Sorry. Um, Jawbox is just like another punk band from the same era, basically. Um, I actually don't know anything Jawbox did specifically. Uh, They did an REM cover. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's all I got. Um, Okay. All right. Um, Hit me with the boat dreams from the hill. Okay. Here we go. Look at the lyrics now. Oh, no. Okay. So, also where we're at currently in my life, I have listened to this album front to back, but it's not an album I've listened to repeatedly front to back. Right. Actually, I've probably listened to Dear You more than any other Dear You is amazing, Jawbreaker album. Oh boy, this is really reminding me of someone and I'm not sure who you'll you'll get there okay <laughs> I mean we have a whole album ahead yeah, of us for yeah, you to figure right, it out yeah. no everybody sh- shut up <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember vividly hearing this and being like I don't know what I don't like this <laughs> to be fair I also get coming in from REM to this song and being yeah, like right. excuse you so to be fair I can equally not understand what Blake is saying right now as I can't understand what Michael Stipe is saying well, a lot of the time. That's fair. <laughs> like, to be fair. Uh, if you told me that this guy singing right now is 51, I would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Nobody would have been like 30 in this. Right. Not even that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're Wait, right. 25. Yeah. I want to be a boat. <laughs> that's my favorite lyric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. You do love sea shanties. Sure. Do, do I? Yes. I agreed with you. But yeah. Okay. Discussed it on previous episode. With oh, yeah. Someone. Poppin' brand new. Is it okay to talk about brand new these days? Mm, TBD. Okay. <laughs> I think it's okay to say their name if you don't say it in opinion. Fair enough. <laughs> Is that that band Aziz I'm Sorry's in? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Wait, I literally saw Aziz on the street two weeks ago. Oh, really? So did you? That's all I got to say. My only opinion right there. I can't think of any other song written from the perspective of a boat before. (laughs) I'm not sure there are many, to be honest. I like that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Good selling point. I mean, I have, like, lots of jawbreaker bootlegs, too, Mm -hmm. and he talks in one of them about writing songs, or more songs with stories. And this is a, a story song about a boat. <laughs> Wait, uh, so was a professor for a while, right? Yeah. What really? did he teach? Uh, that's a good question. Like, uh, sort of like 16th century romanticism or romantic okay. poetry or okay. something. Cool. I, knew, I thought it was something Englishy, <laughs> which right. is why I was asking. Yeah. I like following romanticism with, I just wrote the dumbest song. <laughs> it's the next lyric that's about to appear. Yeah. Uh, I was in fourth grade when this album came out. Same. I'm just trying to imagine hearing this at that point. If I had heard that in fourth grade, I would have been into it, I think. (laughs) Well, I was never a cool kid at school, but like, oh, obviously, but like, (laughs) I'm right there with you, buddy. (laughs) 
but like I was no nobody was into punk. Like I went to yeah. a you know boys grammar school in Canterbury, Kent in England, so it was all very like rah 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 rah, and everybody like Oasis and Blur and. Well, I mean, oh, those yeah. are correct opinions, I mean, but... <laughs> and there I, there I was, like, being this... I was a kid who, like, liked Springsteen at the age of 11, and I was hyper, hyper, hyper uncool. <laughs> but I was one of the few people who got into, like, punk music. And, I mean, people were into Green Day, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they were like, what is this? When I play in, right. in the common room. I mean, who knew, too? Like, that was still a thing here, like, at that time period. Like, yes, you're slightly older than me, but still, like... No one in my high school was into punk. Like, I, when I got into punk, I had to go to different towns to go to shows and do that. That was still not a thing that was cool in 1999 when I, like, started getting into punk, basically. Like, it was, like, my best friend, she kind of did because I did, but it was, like, she listened to what I listened to because I was, like, listen to this band and, like, would shove it down her throat. Right. Um, But, yeah, it still was, I don't think it was... It was not cool here until we got to, like, mall level of, like, emo right. and pop punk. Like, it like was just Green not Day. a cool thing. Like, Green Day was always cool. Like, for sure. That was same. Like, there were the few bands that, like, broke out and, like, went mainstream. But it was... I mean, I feel like it was, like, Green Day and then, like, nothing again until Blink-182. Right. Like... Well, you guys already did the Sex Pistols. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're over it. <laughs> and uh, The Clash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, here's a... A hot contested opinion. I think the Clash are very overrated. Woo! Yeah. Uh, I don't really care about that opinion. Yeah. I feel like you, you're. You can. Am I allowed to have want. that opinion? I yes. say okay. yes. Okay. Uh, Misha. Yes. Alan Partridge or Ollie G. Oh. I think I went to university in Norwich, so I'd say uh, Alan Partridge just because of the connection there. That was the right answer. <laughs> But, I mean, Ali G was funny when he first mm-hmm. came out. Oh, I love Ali G. Very much. And, and then just, it just became a pastiche of itself. Absolutely. So I think, Ramsey, for this song, you should know that this is like an anthem. Yeah. Like, basically, everyone who's into punk loves this song. And if they don't, they're a liar. I feel like I've heard those that chord change a lot. Uh, and, I mean, the first lyric is so good. <laughs> yes. You're not punk, and I'm telling everyone. Yes. <laughs> This is a song that if you don't like Jawbreaker, you still know this song. Right. And a lot of bands have covered it, too. Yeah. This does sound a little familiar to me. I would... I mean, it could have been on a thing you've heard. Yeah. But what I love is, like, all the punks love it, but it's <sighs> kind of, like, railing against what yeah. punk is, which is, like, very ironic. Yeah, but punks love to be self-hating. Oh, well, yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's about a person named Boxcar. Yep. Interesting. And I not will. About the Boxcar Children, as I initially Not about. Bo- I wish it was about the Boxcar Children. I love that book I series. I don't know what that is. <gasps> it was super American, to be fair. Okay. Probably. It was a series of children's books about these kids who lived in a boxcar. <laughs> no. They were, well, they were found it was originally. One book. They lived in a boxcar for one book, and, and then they solved mysteries. And then they solved mysteries for a hundred books after. I wanted. They were orphaned, though. Yep. Who wrote these? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was like a Nancy Drew situation, okay. but from children that had been orphaned and lived in a boxcar for one book. It's Why like not? like sea level Nancy Drew. Yeah. Like what oh, you're. I love the you. boxcar children though. Um, I will say, like, as a very low-level Jawbreaker fan and not a super fan. That was a quick song. It is a quick song. Seeing them 
like having them play that song at Riot Fest was uh, first, right? As well, they opened yeah. with it, oh, and wow. it was that was an emotional moment. It was, and every like they played the last set of the three nights of Riot Fest, and literally like every band who had played Riot Fest was on the stage because it was like their favorite band. Do you know what I mean? Like right. everyone had been waiting all weekend. And that was 21 a, years. Yeah, it was a, all, all weekend and for 21 years beforehand. It was a. It was that was a very cool. It, it was moment. awesome. I don't think I would like this song. I like this one. This song sounds challenging. <laughs> this is about his throat surgery. Nailed yeah. it. He um, was on tour in England and basically was coughing up horrific things from oh. his throat, and he had Yikes. polyps. Oh yeah, and I basically. Get- had surgery on those because yeah so it's all about that it sounds accurate to the voice I am hearing (laughs) fair didn't Adele just have throat surgery or something like that like four years ago but yes just just relatively speaking that's recent yeah Yeah. I mean comparison to like how long ago uh, Jawbreaker was a band correct a weekend ago yeah I think like a a lot of singers have had uh I think also related to this podcast, I think uh, the lead singer Pup did too. Had surgery oh, on his throat yeah, for I it. I think he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. And Matt Skiba recently. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure loads of people. Yeah, totally. I mean. John Hamm, not related to this podcast, but. Did he? Yep. Huh. Okay. Related. I do want to see that movie Tag, even though it looks so dumb. I don't know anything about this. Jake Johnson, John Hamm. It's a really long game of tag. Oh, I saw awesome. the trailer. It looks, it looks really quite good. good, actually. I would go to that. Yeah, that it, sounds like, great. It seems insane as a premise of a movie, but it looks really good. And there's like one guy who's never got caught or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. This episode brought to you by Tag, a new <laughs> comedy film. In theater soon. From New Line Cinema. <laughs> I just looked up what company makes it to see if we oh, get some money. I thought you were just guessing. Nope. Okay. Um, so when we were, when I knew we were doing this, I was trying to think, because in my head, Jawbreaker is kind of lo-fi, but I don't actually think they are now that we're really listening to this. Oh, sorry. Incontinent, off-continent. Go ahead. That's a great lyric. That's I mean, re- I, mean oh. I can't, I can't argue with that as a pun. It's just an image I don't like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's lo-fi-ish, but yeah. it's not as lo-fi as some other bands. Sure, because I was thinking about because Ramsey in general does not like lo-fi things. So I try to think of the things that Ramsey will and won't like about right. an album when we're bringing it. But actually, it's less lo-fi than I remember. Yeah, when I don't think lo-fi when I hear this. Yeah. It reminds me of like like the Ramones' first album or the Violent Films. Okay. Fel- films' first. Jesus. Yep, the giant... The, <laughs> the giant films. <laughs> the giant films. And the giant films. With their song Bister in the Soul. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Though I would have immediately said things Ramsey wouldn't like about this album. Blake's vocals. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm getting used to it. It's the Stockholm Syndrome again. But I'm with you. Like, yeah. when I yeah. first heard this album, I was like, I, I don't like this. This is probably one of my favorite songs okay. by them at all. This, this is Ashtray Monument. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, it's just... It kind of kills me. <laughs> You're like, I'm actually I'm, going to I'm die. I'm going to cry. 
where's uh, this guy from? I can't figure out from his voice. Well, he's from... They, 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 they formed in New York, but okay. then they moved to San Francisco. Okay. Or to Oakland, I guess. And then they... He's now... He lives in New York now. Yeah. Um, but for most of their life, they were in San Francisco. I can't say I've heard any of our bands on the show use the word pre-dawn. That's, like, already more sophisticated vocabulary. Sure. I, I mean, I'm going to go all out and say that I think Blake is the best lyricist of any band in the history of music. Wow. That is a strong opinion. No, I, and I, I mean that. Yeah. Absolutely, genuinely. And I, I don't mean that just in Jawbreaker. I mean that with Jets to Brazil. I mean that with Forgetters. Like, yep. he's, he's just got a way with words. It's so poetic but emphatic and just incredible um, and, and so acutely intelligent but also relatable yeah and, and obviously emotional sure and I mean I think that's also something too like that is like the people who deeply deeply love this band like those are all the exact reasons is that it's like there's just like this Jawbreaker's on a different level oh, from absolutely. their peers like it's absolutely true that's like you and Counting Crows <laughs> To be fair, they are on a different level than I, those other bands. I love Counting Thank Crows. Thank you. Well, that first album especially. That's the album. Oh, yeah. See, we did that album, and basically my point was that, like, people lump them in with all the other bands from that genre, and they're totally different, and their lyrics are on a different oh. level, and they like that album is just a completely different level than the other bands they're lumped in with. And I, I actually do feel like that's similar uh, for Jawbreaker. You're welcome for making that comparison. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love Counting Crows so yeah. much. Um, you just missed my favorite lyric, oh. actually. But it's well, all right. What was it? Uh, remember our life? You did the dishes while I read out loud. Uh, that it's, is good. It's yeah. good. That's good. And then... Oh, the line right after. Well, best friend strangers now. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. My heart hurts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Now I'm hearing the chorus. That's brutal, this yeah. song. <laughs> I really like that line because it's so ambiguous as to where it came apart. Right. What was the lyric? Uh, you said I love you. I guess you did. Mm. There's a, yeah. They put out a live album, like... 10, 15 years yeah. ago. Like, it was, a, it was their last ever show, actually. And he sings that, and his voice just cracks uh. during that line. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was a really good song. Even though was, I only heard those select lines, but man, that might have been enough. Well, I have a, like, again, like, I was into this band and not many of my friends at the time yeah. knew who they were. They got a more popular sense. Not that I was a trailblazer, I just... No, I but like I stumbled across them. But I think that's how most people came across right. them because they stopped being a band so early right. that like I feel like most people our age who are into them. It's the same, not the exact same path of an REM tribute album, but right. like a similar like they came across right. in a weird way. Absolutely, and then and then had to spread the gospel to their friends. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I literally these two friends of mine they were from actually my my hometown. We went to school together, but they went to university with me too but like they were there a year before I was or one was and one wasn't and basically my friend Steve had got dumped no my friend Simon had got dumped 
brother. And he Sorry, lived Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve lived with Simon, so whatever. <laughs> and like, neither of them were into punk music at yeah. all. And I, you know, I'm not a very. Uh, I was like 18, 19, whatever. I wasn't a very good therapist. Um, and my friend Simon was. I mean, excuse me, an 18 year old boy was not a good. Go on. Hey, go, go on. What a surprise, right? Um, and Simon was just very upset about a girl he hadn't really dated, but it had kind of fallen apart anyway. Sure. Been there. Yeah, right? And I, I, I just took over um, Avrox Bivouac and played mm-hmm. in Chesterfield King, which is a song on the album before this. Okay. And I made him sit down and read the lyrics into the song, and he was like, that's all I needed. Thank you. Oh, yeah. man. And, and Steve was sitting next to him and was like, oh, I don't get it. Like, again, and you're like, it, it, wait till you have a breakup. No, 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 because he wasn't reading the lyrics. So I just oh, like, okay. all right, let's play, okay. let's play it again. Here are the lyrics. And he was like, oh, I get it. You're like, no, awesome. I'm broken. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, the thing too, like, with, I think, bands like Jawbreaker and, like, lyrics bands is that, like, you have to... For me, at least, you have to find it when it's like right for you. You know oh, what right. I mean? Like when you're like at that moment in your life where these lyrics like fit the situation you're right. in, fit the emotional state you're in, or wherever you're at in your life. And then it's yours, like, oh fuck, actually, I would like to die. This band is perfect. This song is perfect, and everything is incredible. <laughs> like, that makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. And you know, I was like 16 when I found this album. Yeah. And uh, you know, I wasn't like heartbroken, but I was. Right. I, I was a pretty. Yeah, I've really changed. I'm still like a dark soul, right? I mean, <laughs> hey, but yeah, it kind of fit. Oh, this is this is Jack Kerouac. Oh, and what I didn't realize, and I'm reading this book about this album uh-huh. right now, I thought the piano was the song. Was the song? But it's Jack Kerouac. It's actually, <gasps> no, it's Steve Allen. No, Steve oh. Martin. No, no Steve, Steve Allen. Allen. Steve yeah, Allen from the Tonight Show. Yeah. playing it but so it was actually on the Kerouac recording and not a jawbreaker playing over it and oh. I didn't know that until literally I was on the subway to come here and I was like oh that's even cooler because it fits perfectly yeah. yeah and it was apparently an accident that they he pressed play at that point so that's awesome yeah interesting and they mentioned Kerouac in a song earlier right, right. yeah what was Kerouac reading there or uh, saying he was reading uh, October in the Railroad Earth Okay. You have the lyrics there, don't you? I presume. I do. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's a nice little piece about California and. Oh, shocker! This Kerouac piece was about California. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an early experimental prose piece. Okay. But then the guitar over it, I just think is so yeah. good. I just. Got... Yeah. Our, our first air guitar of the evening. Yeah. Hey. Maybe won't be the last. We'll see. We'll see. But... This. This is a really tenuous link, but the idea of like including Kerouac here reminds me of uh, there's a White Stripes song I can't remember which one actually where it suddenly breaks down and then it, they start doing like a weird version of the song that they sing to uh, uh, Charles Foster Kane in Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that. That sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, it's really a cool moment and like it sort of skates by you as just like Jack White lyrics until you realize what's happening. Oh, that's funny. That's really odd. I like that. I just like that more now that I know what it is. Like, I'm not like a huge Kerouac fan or something, but I am a cheesy asshole who the first time I drove cross country decided the book I would read would be Uh, On the Road. Of course. Obvious. The um, the scroll edition. The scroll edition. How did I know? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Because I am a cliche and that is who I am. 
Um, yeah. So the first time I drove cross country, I was by myself and I spent two months driving cross country and read that book uh, repeatedly What'd while I was driving cross country. Um, I like it. Like, I know people think Jack Harrock is like kind of cliche and like a little cheesy in and of himself, but I'm like, same. So I, you know, I was into it. I liked it. I don't think I've made it the whole way through. I also like, I am a cliche of a person that does like believe in the poetry of like driving cross country and oh, like absolutely. experiencing America for the first time. Like I, it was a very emotional and cathartic experience for me to drive around the country for two years. You only listen or two to- months, not two years. <laughs> Jesus, two months. A weekend. A weekend. <laughs> you only listen to Simon Garfunkel's America, right? The entire time. It definitely was the first song I listened to when I started on my drive. That's amazing. I'm pumping my fist. I'm pumping my fist. I mean, I am who I am. I actually, my heat, my, so Alex is from St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's where Jack Kerouac died. Oh. Um, and so we, we've driven past his old house and taken a picture, yeah. went to the bar where he had his final drink. Oh, um, that's awesome. It's kind of awesome. Oh, I know he's like gets a bad rap for being like a bit of a misogynist or whatever nowadays, but I still love his writing. I mean, some of his writing, not all of it, obviously. Right. Like, sure. It also like, yeah, he was, but also so was everyone in 1954. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. When I was in high school, I made a comic strip about superhero beatniks called Beatnik Squad. <laughs> Jack Kerouac would have hated. Amazing. <laughs> This is a very sad song, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, like, immediately it was clear. And it's, like, super slow and super sad, and the, the so right, so wrong, another winter's coming on. Uh-huh. You win, you lose. It's just, oh, it's just... There's a lot of lyrics in parentheses. So are there two people singing here, or...? Two people, but the two people are Blake. Okay. So, I guess I've been talking over it, most of it, but, like... I'm hearing, yeah. He counters himself basically oh that's fun I like that I just realized who this reminds me of and Ooh. it's a weird one go soul coughing oh I'm not even mad at that because I mean A I love Mike Doty so much actually no Blake's lyrics are kind of similar to Mike or like his vocal quality is kind of similar to Mike Doty I have to ex- Best ignorance. I, I know of soul coughing. I couldn't yeah. tell you. So I actually I don't really know soul coughing. I might know Mike Doty's solo stuff more. Same, right. I, I said it to sound cool. I only know Mike Doty. <laughs> okay, great, 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 great. He was on, on my old thing. podcast. Oh, yeah. Which one? Wonderful. Thanks. How did I? I don't think I listened to that episode. That's it's, crazy. It's still out there. Uh, I'll look it up. Check Maybe it I did, and I just don't remember. Um, yeah, no, I love Mike Doty. It's it's not the same, but it is a similar vocal quality as Mike Doty. Hottie Melodic is one of my favorite albums. That's, yeah. Didn't Andrew Bird have something to do with soul coughing? Wasn't there a connection? Oh, I don't know. Or did I make that up? I there don't could know. be. I don't know. I honestly don't really know much about soul coughing. I don't think they overlapped, but I could be super. I wrong. mean, I could be completely wrong. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me just Google. Uh, while you do that, Andrew Bert. Oh, I really Question my hand time. were up. We're wrong keys. Uh, the TV show Question Time. Oh God! Or the thing where they ask the Prime Minister questions on TV. Interesting. I love that you know that for a start. Wait, I, wait what was the question? So there's a TV show called Question Time. Okay. Where it's kind of like Meet the Press, except the audience asks questions, and then. Uh, the thing that they show on C-SPAN where everybody yells at the Prime Minister in Parliament. Okay. 
I think I would say question time, just because you can get some really angry people taking politicians to task, whereas if it's just the the live stream or whatever of Parliament, yeah. they're just all like... They're all rah, 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 rah. It just shows what a joke the whole English political <laughs> system is. Um, there was not a right answer on that one, but I like your answer. <laughs> the only deep-cut British show I know is... Two pints of lagers and a packet of crisp, and I don't know why I watched that entire show in college. I don't know that show. It's a show. It was a like I, a sitcom. I know the title. I don't know the song. It's I mean the show. Like it's a British sitcom. It's not a song. This I think is, someone this... in college had the DVDs. That's all I've got. You must know Peep Show. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do know Peep Show. I was gonna ask Mitchell or Webb, and oh. I didn't. Both. Oh, fair choice. I've never seen it. This is a song that, like, when I was reading, this was the one. Room, this was like, oh, fuck. Oh, this is the this lyric. is the okay. one. Yeah. Do you still hate me? Is a great title it, for a it song. It is. Oh, that just the title alone is like, oh, I, I could totally feel. You're like, I understand. Yep. <laughs> Even now, I've got like goose pimples, like, <laughs> as is, I'm hearing it. This is also a great song. To be fair, this is probably one of my favorites on this album. Oh, it's it's great. What? He said Brooklyn. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't understand what's happening. I thought there was a ghost in here. Oh, it was the Brooklyn ghost. Oh, because we're just sitting in Brooklyn in the dark right now. Yeah. We, always, suddenly, we always forget to turn the lights on. There it is. We're in the light now. There we go. I was falling asleep. Feel alive again. <laughs> <laughs> I like the song. It's it's an amazing song. I feel like we've really sold Ramsey on this, and by we I mean you. <laughs> I, I think the the songs did it themselves. To be honest, <laughs> I feel like, like it I was just... Blake. Eighty five dollars though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not spending that. Yeah, and you know, I love this band, and I I will probably go. You'll like eventually. I'll and just do it. I've been talking to Jess about this because she yeah. bought. She's the only person that I know who bought tickets. Okay, friend of the show, Jess Perry, is yep. the only person I know who has bought tickets to that show. To both shows, in fact, as well. She's going to Asbury and Asbury, Coney Island because yeah. yeah, everyone I know that has been the conversation. Are you going to Jawbreaker? No, it's so expensive. Jess is the only one who is committed to going. But I did read today that they've been rehearsing seven new songs. So oh. you're going. So I mean, that's kind of been like. Damn, I've probably got to go now. Yeah. But I might just wait till like nearer the day of you, the event it'll be and get like a StubHub thing. And yeah. I hate StubHub with a passion. Me too. One time I got scared, they, uh, my account got hacked and someone bought a $1,000 baseball ticket in San Francisco. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, not amazing. That's it was terrible. Fine. It's fine. I got my money back. I didn't buy it. I hate StubHub because nobody bought my Vice tickets. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's a weird seated venue. Yeah, you can stand at the front or down, but yeah. yeah. My first, I have not been to this venue yet that we're talking about. My first time going to that venue will be for AFI and Anti-Flag this summer. That's going to be amazing. Right, thank you. I I love those bands. Too many AFs. Sure, that's fair. I also just have a, just like, it's not a hot take, just a take. The most recent AFI album is fucking incredible. Or not AFI, Anti-Flag. Oh, yeah. Is incredible. They're amazing. It's so good. 
They've yeah, they've been great for years. Uh, um, but that most recent one is shockingly good. Well, there's a little bit too much scar on there sometimes, maybe. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, any scar is too much for Helen. Yeah, but there's this. Okay, there are no horns. But okay. there's one song where just like the baseline, you're like, where are the horns? Right. With this baseline, I'm confused how there are not horns on this song. Anyways. Back to Jawbreaker. <laughs> this song, again, lyrically, is amazing. It's a great title. I just realized I haven't heard word one of this song. Um, Go back to the lyrics. Read there, them there's all. a bit about, like, you... you. I can't remember. You put your clothes off on the floor and put our faith in a closed door. It's just... Mm. I will say I just read... You said I smelled you twice today, and yeah. I do not like that line. Oh, I, I love that line. Maybe I just... Think think about that line. Context. Like, if you... you in a relationship with someone yeah. who you love more than anything in the world mm-hmm. and you've broken up and he or she broke uh, your heart and you walk past someone in the street who has smells the like them. perfume or the aftershave or whatever it's yeah okay I like it better it's not like that you smell, literally no, I, walked yeah, up I to them even, and smelled them that's what I thought that's when you read that line in isolation fair actually took it to an even more personal level you like roll over and smell their pillow or like a shirt or something that is even more soul crushing Mm. to me right and what i like about this song too is that he talks about like chris got a pony keg of loose charm chris is like the bassist from the band so it's like hyper personal (laughs) and who's haze what scissors yeah i was just looking at that stanza Very specific. Right. Yeah, somehow universal. Right. There. There are no annotations on Genius about those scissors, <laughs> just so you know. I, I can't yeah, confirm I, that Hayes lo- apologized. Oh my god, I love Genius annotations. It's a pretty intense sight. Yes. It really is. My favorite, uh, I, we talked about it on this podcast, but my favorite Genius annotation of all time was on, uh, I forget, Alkaline Trio song, I forget which one. Had a lyric about O'Hare. If assholes could fly. If assholes, yes, 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 yes. But the annotation on the lyric about O'Hare was O'Hare Airport is a very busy airport in Chicago or something like that. It was just like, thank you, (laughs) Genius, for that really in depth analysis of these lyrics. Uh, The day that Donald or Childish Gambino, This Is America song came out, within hours, it was like, a gajillion annotations about every little aspect of it with gifts from the video embedded. I love Genius. I mean, I love that video. I also love that video. I'm stealing this line from somebody on Twitter and I don't remember who, but it's accurate to my experience where it was, I don't remember the last time I finished a music video let alone watched something three times in a row. It was Patton Oswalt. (laughs) Oh, great. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I will say, I don't know how well the song stands up on its own without the video. I think it's an incredible piece of art. I still like it. Yeah. As, I, an aso- as a, just a song, though, without the video, I think it's a very different experience. Like, yeah. listening to, like, the song with headphones on, like, commuting to work, it's just, like, this is, like, a badass song. But you, t- it, it doesn't have the same, like, social implications to me as it does with the video. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Like, I feel, like, amped up listening to it walking. But, like, it's not the same thing. I put it in my... If you're listening, Ramsey playlist, yeah, that which you should check out on Spotify, can check out. Nice plug. Thank you. <laughs> this song. Oh, this song. Here's why I know this song. 
because it's referenced in a Get Up Kit song. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, wait, it sorry, is referenced, referenced in. Yeah, 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 sorry. Not a reference of. No, no, referenced yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's referenced in. Um, uh, I'll catch you. I'll I catch wish there was you, a yeah. real fight. We were like, no! No. Which one came I, I, I just misheard you. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Remembering things removed. Yes. And which is like, in that, like, first of all, that song is so good. And then that lyric in the song is oh. just a crushing lyric in that song. It's so uh, good. When I broke up with my old girlfriend, um, I was trying to win her back. And I, it worked, actually. But I, <laughs> I, I, I made her a mixtape. Um, and I'm, I don't know if this was on it or not, but I wrote the, the lines of the chorus. Um, of on, that Get Up Kid song? No, or of Jinx, of, of Jinx, Jinx yeah, so, Okay. We're too smart to watch TV. We're too dumb to make No, the bit about you were just 20 blocks away. Uh, I love you more than oh, I ever loved anyone before, anyone to come. Someone, Someone said, said your, your name. name. I thought of you alone. I was just saying 20 blocks away. I wrote that. You know, remember you got cassette tapes and you had like yes. the, 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 the strips of yes. labels that you put on the side. So I wrote one of those lines on each of those strips and like gave it to her. And well, good I job. understand. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Only, I only had one mixtape made for me. And the quote on those strips said, the dance like nobody's watching. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. That's lovely. I hate it. I had a feeling Heather would like it. I was trying to toss it off. <laughs> I don't like it. But I liked it. I don't like I it. I think it's great. Thank you. Okay, to be fair, if I was a teen, I would have liked it. Yeah. As an adult, I'm like, ugh, cliche. I oh, hate sure. it. <laughs> I don't think I'd encountered that quote before, so. Yeah, so it was maybe right. new. Yep. Who said that quote? Uh, it's like a fake uh, quote that the know. internet made up, right? Like, yeah. did someone I mean, really? Was that like a poem? Like, it feels like the internet made it up, right? Possibly. It's, Sex in the city. I don't know. It's the same guy who wrote the uh, foot, footprints poem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at quoteinvestigator.com. Oh, that's exactly where we should go to figure this out. Who comes up with these website names? God, I don't really love it. The Snopes of quotes. <laughs> If we titled episodes, that's what, whoa, there's like a work cited at the end of this. I don't have time to read all this. Somebody said it for sure. Someone. Yep. I like this part. I do too. So good. This is the it? bridge you were talking about. Yeah. I wrote all those words yeah. so carefully Perfect. down. Did you write like really tiny underneath it for the guitar? I should have done, shouldn't yeah. I? Yeah. Damn, I missed well, a trick. No, it worked out. You're, you're all right. Yeah, I mean, you're fine. Well, it worked out for a while, and then we broke up again. But, you know, that's all right. Yeah, you know, you, it was what needed to happen. <laughs> um, Ramsey's the last song. In Satting Around? In Satting Around. That's a weird title. This took me a bit of getting into, like, yeah, getting used to this song. It's not immediately working on me. But, again, ly- like- lyrically, it was just like... I don't know. Mind-blowing for me. Steve Albini. I might have to have words with you on the, <laughs> the bass on this one. Am I meant to look at you? No. I'm just going to look, look away. Oh, hello. Hi. Heather was taking a one-second oh, video? Sorry. Yeah, yes. I, I, I forgot that you were that we were on radio right now. Yeah, it's fine. Radio podcast. <laughs> radio, it, I mean, that's radio of 2018. Yeah. All oh, right. I think that's a nice line. Yeah, especially knowing that he had polyp surgery. Right. Wait, I heard it was I lost my voice. And what was the next part? I hope I didn't break it. Uh, yeah, that is nice. You gotta get these lyrics open, like me. Sorry. <laughs> so you know what happens when I have the lyrics open? I always do the thing where you can hear the boop on Apple. 
Oh yeah. Don't. Yeah, when I'm like trying to search for something and it ends with nothing, it just goes bonk. <laughs> it makes Ramsey laugh every single time I do it. It does. That's why you do it, right? Yep. It's not. <laughs> I just do it. All right. I feel like this since this is the last track, I have my last either or for you. Okay. Okay. John Cleese or Paul McCartney. One must die. One must die. Wow, yep. that, that, that's intense. Um, <laughs> I think John Cleese, and I—that's not because I don't love the Beatles, because I love the Beatles, but I don't like Paul McCartney solo stuff. So I think that's a reason for him to die. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, but where does where does Wings fall on this for you? Me? No, Misha. I. Uh, you know what? I've never really listened to Wings. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should I listen to Wings? I yep. mean, I'll help you out with that. Okay. I'll make a mix. All right, now I'm mixed tape, and uh, I'll put some cool wing, Wings lyrics on the label. I could not care less about Wings, but Ramsey loves Wings very much. Okay. <laughs> it started as a weird affectation, but turns out I really love Wings. <laughs> Why not? I'll cop to it. But to I also sure love John Cleese. So, do you ever? That's how my love for One Direction started. <laughs> I mean, John, I just love Forty Towers. Like, oh man, it's so good. I just watched it for the first time recently and couldn't believe how great it was. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, Fulky Towers, Heather. No, I don't know. Hit me up when you want to talk about Harry Styles. Never. <laughs> I think never is the correct answer. Okay, well, you're both wrong. Do you see Dunkirk? Harry Styles is in that. Uh, also, to be fair, he's not actually my favorite member of One Direction. It's you're a Zane weird. girl. I am a Zane girl. That oh, did correct. I get it right? Yeah, Zane is. Yeah, he's the, like the hot tattooed one. Come on. Who's the old one? Niall? I don't know. You could say any name. I just assumed there was an old one. I think it's Niall. I don't know. Uh, listeners, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, please let me know if I'm right about the old member of One Direction. <laughs> this one's not hitting me. It's a nice closer. It is a nice closer. That's fair. Um, and I like this last lyric. Say hello and it's goodbye again. A lot of slur in there, but I, I got it. I was following because you were reading the literal lyrics. Um, oh, oh, there's a piano upstairs. I don't know if there. Oh wait, I thought it was on the song. Oh, no. no, I think that's upstairs. Is yeah, that upstairs? That's, that's the to be fair, I love piano. it. I wish it was that's the outro cute. of that yeah, song now. Really nice, <laughs> that would be great. I don't know if that if the mics are picking that up, but hopefully I can hear it in my headphones. So Sounds like I hope they are. So. Um, wait. I want to know, wait, what R.E.M. song was from that album? It wasn't on the album. No, I just... No, no, no. Oh, what R.E.M. song was in the, the tribute album? Pretty yeah. Persuasion. Okay. I want to see it if I can find it. I'd like to hear that. You know the original, obviously, yeah. And actually, it's interesting because there's an outro. Wait, oh yeah, Jawbreaker put it out on the Etc. album. Yeah. Okay, great. We're just going to play that. Cool. Okay. Right on. Oh, that's a very R.E.M.-y sound. But not not a Jawbreaker sound either. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's very strange. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I was like, for a second, Michael Stipe sounding, and then not. Yeah, they're doing the harmony, too. I can see, so like, if I were hearing this... 
in the context of a punk REM sure. compilation where this would be like, oh, they're they're just punking up those vocals. I get it. Yeah. Oh, this this does make sense as a punk song now that you're hearing this part. Right. Yeah. I love that that you picked this band from the tribute album to get into with not and not the other ones. I mean, honestly, it was just because that CD was in that store. Okay, and, that's and, fair. And I, I recognize right, Yeah, it. that's funny. I love that, though. Um, and, I, you know, I never really... I wasn't... I wasn't punk. And I'm <laughs> telling everyone, right? Yeah, you're but not like, punk and you're telling everyone. But I, I was never into scenes. So, like, even though, like, I like jawbreaker it didn't mean that i got into punk you suddenly. didn't start I, going to basement no. shows immediately right no because i didn't exist in canterbury Kenning, okay also you know. fair i don't know what the canterbury was, diy it, scene was it's like better now but sure back then no it's a lot of night's tales yeah i don't i don't know anything but on this album on this tribute album there's an amazing cover of losing my religion by this band called Tesco V's Hate Police. Oh, boy. And it's so brutal. Wow. And it's incredible. <laughs> but it's still with a mandolin, right? Oh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, in terms of, like, okay, if 10 is as punky as it could get and one is just a M- Michael Stipe and a mandolin, what was the level of punkiness that most of the bands went for on that compilation? I would say it was a good, like, seven or eight. Okay. Um, that sounds right. And so this would be five or six, this particular one? Yeah, or five, six, seven-ish. Okay. Um, there, there was a Vic Chestnut song, who's not very punk at all. Okay. Um, and Mitch Easter, who produced a bunch of R.E.M. Yep. songs. And then, I can't remember who else on the album, but yeah, it, it, it was... Neat. It was good. It was, you know, it was it was accessible punk. I guess because these songs are... Yeah. Yeah accessible right rather than like being whatever punk can be right um i got really into uh the elephant six collective of uh like your neutral milk hotels and apples and stereo through a uh powerpuff girls compilation nice oh my god so i get it that's amazing yep that is awesome that was everyone needs their route in yep absolutely So what I like about this song, uh, you'll hear it in a bit, it just goes off on this like instrumental tangent at the end, and it's like suddenly a proper jawbreaker song. <laughs> That's funny. Like like conditioned Oakland kind of yeah. like breakdown. Fourth member Jack Kerouac right, shows yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> How many people are there in Jawbreaker? There, there are three. That was good. Nailed it. I had a feeling. I mean, they're a punk band. To be fair, there's usually not that many This people. is true. Yeah. I might be wrong. I can almost tell this is pre-polyp surgery. It sounds I, like Yeah, I don't know. It probably is, actually, yeah. I, I, I obviously am saying that with no idea, but... I can't remember when this came out, so you might well be right. If I had to guess... But by day, I'm a throat surgeon. I forgot to say that. <laughs> there you go. Now, this all makes sense. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Uh, this one is really long. Yeah. Ooh. And, and this is where the the yeah. intro comes in, or the outro. Sorry. And now they're yeah. doing whatever they this want. Sounds like Jawbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. You could hear another Jack Kerouac sample over the top of this, couldn't you? <laughs> yep. For sure. Easy. Easy. But they're a band as well. Like, like some of their best songs are just on splits and compilations. It was yeah. like Kiss the Bottle, Seafoam Cream. Uh, 
because the bottle was a good one. It's a great song. Was the album that we just listened to like the big one? It's uh, what, do you, what do you mean by the big one? Oh, was it like the biggest commercial? Hit? No. So, okay. so what happened with Jawbreaker is kind of interesting, kind of sad. Okay. They looks like you know Green Day and The Offspring and all those bands are just assigned to major labels. Yeah. And Jaw- also out of San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that um, the same time? I guess it is. Just Green- a, yeah, yeah. Just a little earlier. No, 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 same time. Same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. And Jawbreaker, like, we're never going to sign to a major label. We're never going to do it. They, Too punk. They, they said that. They like, said, they said that. Okay. Blake said that live on stage a number yeah. of times. And then they went and they signed to a major label. <laughs> and they made this album, which is incredible, called Dear You. And it's much more polished and it's much more kind of, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a real studio album as opposed to like a punk album, I guess. Is that after this one or yeah. before? Yeah, okay. It was their it's last the album, album. After this one. Um, and basically the punk community hated them for it. Wow. Turned their backs. <laughs> and they would apparently go to shows and people would sit down and turn their backs to them during the Dear You songs. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the band was already like on a very... Tumultuous like, at that t- point, t- t- yes. Yeah. And and so it just kind of everything imploded and Man. broke up for twenty one years. <laughs> twenty one years. Wow, that's harsh. Yeah, come on, punk kids. Dude, yeah, punk kids are mean. That's rude. Yeah, yeah. You, a, it's rude. B, it's mean. Gave them your money, stupid. <laughs> C, well, yeah, right. Do you want people to not eat? Like, <laughs> come the fuck on. Wow. That's definitely less of a thing now. Well, yeah, there's no notion of selling out. Yeah. Well, this no. is a funny. I remember reading a uh, was maybe a podcast with Blake, and he was like, you know people were complaining that he wasn't promoting forgetters enough when he was with forgetters this is his last band <laughs> he was like, like i got so burned right yeah he was like <laughs> i've tried to do like that and like i got burned for it and now i'm just doing this and i get burned for not doing it so what you know yeah there's uh, no winning in that win. community um that's fascinating ramsey yeah how do you feel about this album i liked it Big win! Uh, the vocals are a little tough on me. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, They're tough on everyone, to be fair. But it was a really smart move, making me have the lyrics open. Okay, yes, good, good, good. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was opposed to it because I kind of monitored these levels the whole time. But uh, no, it was smart. Okay, I like the lyrics a lot. Um, I am curious about other Jawbreaker albums. Oh my god! Oh, Except for when they fucking sold out. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> to be fair, like knowing how you like production value and pop music, I actually do think you would like Dear You. Hmm. Mm. I'll check it out. As a human, <laughs> I am one of those. Not a robot, as we established not very early in this episode. Really I'm still early. not convinced. Oh, right. no. We'll see. We'll <laughs> no, see. Um, Thank you for going I, back on that. I appreciate I, it. I, I jest. <laughs> 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 um great oh man i feel like this is all misha good job you sold him on this i feel like nice. you're better at now selling ramsey on albums than i am you're the new co-host whoa i mean I'm, i'll take it sure <laughs> all right do i have to go to portland for like a month now? <laughs> two months oh man all right i'll do it for the show it's fine um great heather i'm gonna ask you uh-huh you have heard this album before right yes recently I mean, I've seen them in concert now twice in the past year. But like sitting down to listen to this 1994 no. recording? No, no, not recently. What did this do for you? I like it more now. Turns out Misha's good at this. 
I just love the band. That's I mean, all. it's fair. Misha, who's writing that? Or who? No, it's already written. Who, who wrote, wrote that the thirty-three to third book you're it's reading? Some guy called Ronan Givoni. Ronan Givoni is a fun name to say, though. <laughs> I actually, Ronan Givoni sounds fake as hell. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of not. Uh-huh. I went to that sounds a, like an average like of all thirty-three kind of most thirty-three and a third um, books. They just actually Blake and Ronan and and. One of the Kinsellas, I think. Excuse me. Which one? Uh, Tim? Come on. I think it was Tim. It was Tim or Mike. There's all... it, it was Tim. Okay. They, I, they did a reading. Speaking gibberish. You're right. Book. It was Tim. It was... Yes. It was and... Tim. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yes. yes no, not very far away from here, actually. It was terrible. Ooh, Brooklyn. Ooh, Brooklyn. Because I feel up. like Tim just didn't prepare anything and uh, was just asking this really feels right. dumb questions <laughs> and... It was just, it wasn't enlightening. Okay. And then everybody who like came up to ask questions, like, oh, hey, Blake, how are you doing? Great. But, you know, it was great seeing you at Riot Fest. And it's like, everyone here has seen you guys at Riot Fest. You don't need to point out that you've seen the band. This you know is I mean? why Q&As make me break out yeah. in hives. Because Q&As are just people's excuses to get up and say a thing about themselves. Oh. And it makes me so stressed out and so you, mad. You would have hated this. I, I was sitting there with, with Jess and, and, and with Carly. And Car- Jess and Carly, uh, who will be on the show soon. And we were like, no, just no. I would be so mad. Do you want to go to Comic-Con with me? Absolutely not, because that is my literal hell. One time, do you guys remember the website Post Secret? Yep. No. It was a website where people would like write secrets on like postcards or weird art bullshit, and mm-hmm. they would send it into this website, like sometimes fucked up secrets. And I went to a post-secret event where people would get up. Strike one. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I went to this. (laughs) I hate Q&As so much. I went to a post-secret event where people would get up and say their secrets on the microphone. And I was literally like, someone needs to call the cops. I am upset. Idea. Like, you're doing it in public. Fucking horrible. And I regretted everything in my life. And I have really strongly hated all QAs ever since. What was the best secret then? One was straight up about abuse. And I was like, literally, someone call the cops. Why did you not call the cops? I'm very stressed out right now. I'm totally making this about me once, but on the post secret website, Mm -hmm. somebody sent in a postcard that I did the artwork for. And it was really weird. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I post secret stresses me out. Uh, that's just some old internet it's bullshit. Gotta be gone, I need to right? check this out now. It's got to be gone. And There's they did book. like books and yeah. they did multiple books because yeah, it was like an art slap. It was a weird thing. Yeah, it could not exist currently. It's a good blogger. Yeah, it was. It was a blog. But yeah, whatever. Yep. Um, I hate Q and A's. Anyways, <laughs> and I would definitely hate a Q and A with Blake and Tim Kinsella. Um, well, Blake was great. Oh, it's not them. And, and, it's and, the people trying to impress them. Oh, yeah. yeah it was awful. Blah, 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 Joan of Arc. I don't well, care, I, dude. I think that's the problem with this book is that everyone has, feels they have to be very intellectual around Blake because he is so intelligent. Sure. Oh, right. And this is very kind of overwritten in a way. And, and it's... It loses the emotion of the band. And for me, like, that's the core of who Jewel Breaker is. It's the emotion. Yeah, that makes sense. We, we don't... Oh, sorry. No, 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 just, you know, for a punk band, that was unusual because they're yeah. not about emotion. They're about fuck the police fuck, you know whatever which is fine <laughs> yeah. that's also a valid sentiment but like sure it's it's more anarchy than it is like heartbreak this band was like the opposite of blink 182 i mean for me that's great sure yes definitely true in terms of like lyrics blink. well i, I mean not, no nothing against them, but in terms of lyrics yeah 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 lyrically opposite oh. ends of the spectrum right uh yeah you're correct we don't usually do this but um we have a little bit of time for questions in the audience so okay great 
I hate you. I I don't know how to turn our Uh, levels off, or I would. I I just want to say your your podcast helped me through a really difficult time. I hate you, stop. I don't even. I'm getting anxiety just from this bit. This is amazing. (laughs) Uh, Misha, where can we find you on the internet? And should we? Uh, probably not. Okay. Um, AmishaPerlman.com is on my, my journalism stuff. Uh, and I wrote a poetry book last year. Cool. Yeah. Which is probably better than my po- my journalism stuff. So. <laughs> Actually, lots of draw-breaking references in my poetry. So, surprise, What's surprise. What's the name of the book? Uh, it's called Night in Negative. Awesome. And it's on Amazon. You can get it. I will. <laughs> I also really recently liked your, I, this is depressing to say, but the Frightened Rabbits thing that you wrote. Oh, yeah. That was... That- that killed me. But it was a... I mean... But your piece was wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, Ramsey, where can we find you on the internet? You can find everything I do on, on the Twitter at Ramsey E-S-S. Great. You Heather, can find me... Heather, what about you? Thank you. I just, I just um, have a quick question for Heather. Oh, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> professionalmass.com, all my things. That's it. Uh, you can give us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We, you, uh, I see that you guys have been giving us stars. We appreciate that. We do. The written reviews are also good. Uh, whatever what you want to do, it's helpful. Do all of it. Uh, we're on Twitter at if you are listening, and uh, the website with our Spotify playlists and stuff is at if you're listening dot com. You can spell your the wrong way if you want. We <laughs> bought it. We bought both. <laughs> I think that's everything. Uh, great. Bye. Bye.